0: You are here for a reason, as all star are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to say that was a straight face.
1: And we all just wanna feel, wanna be real. Yeah, we all just wanna feel
0: wanna. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of The, the Vicious Fergos. I'm Ilana. I'm Jacqueline. And today we are going to be talking about Chiron. And Chiron is the coolest, literally the coolest thing in astrology. Probably something that you haven't really looked into. And now you're going to listen and you're going to be obsessed with it and you're going to go Google it and be on your computer for hours like Jack was last night and you're going to be super spooked by it. So we're really excited about this. Anyways, today I'm going to be reading the horoscope because Jack's going to be explaining Chiron to you, wonderful people. And if you would like to look up your Chiron, you can use, I mean, there's so many different calculators out there. What is your favorite one, Jack, to use for the calculator?
1: Actually, recently I came across a new one. Um, it's Spark Astrology can- or whatever. I think Astro spark, I think.
0: Yeah. Something like that spark astrology, Astro spark, or you can do cafe astrology, but the one she talks about is really cool because you see all your houses and aspects, which is really important with Chiron.
1: Yeah, actually it was more important than I realized when I was doing the research. I'm not going to go into everyone's aspects, uh, this time around, but we can go into their sun signs. I'm happy. Well, not sun signs, but I'm happy to go into like what it means when your Zodiac is with this specific Chiron, But you're going to have to do the research on your own to figure out your aspects because it's, I mean, I'm going to share Ilana's in mine today, but it's a, it, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Okay. Before we get going, we're going to read our horoscope, which we
0: want to make note has been the same for a very long time. Thanks, co-star. And here it is. Ilana, you feel a pull towards selflessness and Jacqueline B prefers to be attentive. They're open to the possibility of whatever is happening between you right now. Relationships are allowed to feel easy too. Do you want to get started with Chiron then? I would love
1: to. Um, let's go ahead and get a little bit of backstory on it first. So we the majority of what we focus on on this podcast is Western astrology. Okay. So that's going to be your aspects, which is like degrees versus like when you're doing things with signs. It's a little different, but whatever. We roll with it because it's what we know and it's what we're comfortable with. So Chiron was actually discovered in 1977 by an astrologer named Charles Cowell. It's really neat because if you look at your natal chart... You'll see somewhere on there, I don't know where your Chiron's located, but it's a circle with a K and that's the glyph that represents Chiron. Now that little key, that K shape actually stands for Cowell because he's the guy who discovered it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's It's kind of fascinating. So it's not a planet. That's important to remember um, in the way that Pluto is not a planet. Okay. However, Chiron has a very strange orbit. Okay, so it's something that it weaves between Saturn and Uranus, and it's got a tail behind it, which ties it to the Greek mythology of Chiron and the centaur. So anyway, I'm probably going to mispronounce some stuff. Bear with me. Chiron is the child of Kronos and the nymph Philaira. So what happens is, is his mom abandons him. He's rescued by Apollo. He becomes Hercules' teacher, Hercules accidentally shoots him with a poison arrow. Chiron then changes places with Prometheus so that he can finally die and stop being in pain. Okay? So I want to point out there's an immediate theme of abandonment going on here. Okay? Think about it. He's born. His mom goes, ew, you're a monster because you're half horse, half human. You're a demigod. Gross. I'm out. So from an infant, she abandons him. Okay? So there's three faces to Chiron. The first one is the wounded, which is the victim. The second one is the one who wounds. So for those of you who watch a lot of Law and Order, that's the perpetrator. And the third one is the one who heals. Okay, so that's the healer. So Chiron's purpose is actually about feelings of lovability, intelligence, attractiveness, the ability to take care of yourself or to be independent. Chiron symbolizes our inner soft spot that kind of forms when we've been hurt really early in life. So I was reading this thing and it was telling me that from birth up to 18 months is actually when the Chiron wound is, I guess, cut. Oh,
0: wow. So it's umbilical cord.
1: So it's, (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, almost. But I found that a little weird. And, you know, we were having this discussion today at lunch about nature versus nurture and your Chiron and astrology and all of that. And the more we learn about astrology, honestly, I mean I will always be that nature nurture argument, but the more I learn, the sketchier I feel about the nurture, to be completely frank. Hmm. I don't know. How do you feel about it?
0: I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay. That's something I've I have i have thought a lot about that. I'm not really sure. I get a lot of skeptics that ask me that question.
1: Well, it just makes me wonder it's like because we were born during a certain period of time, does that mean that our parents have no choice in how they treat us?
0: No, I think that I think that astrology is, uh, is I think astrology is what it is. And we go out into the world and then we're affected by our, our nurturing. So it's kind of like, it's like anything that you're accustomed to, like your gender or your hair color, whatever it is that you are defined by, everything else sort of affects it and how you are actually going to be how you're gonna be in the end of the day. Hmm. So I, I actually think that I think that you're like ugh, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a flavor and then everything else kind of adds spice to it. That might make more sense of what I was saying.
1: So like a tomato sauce and add salt and pepper. Pretty much. Okay, or great. adding so mushrooms we're, and capers. So we're spaghetti. And, yeah, essentially. I'm just making it very clear. <laughs> so anyway, so Chiron's purpose is to like make us realize where our weak spots are. Okay. These are feelings that we can't cut out. This mm. is ingrained. This is your scar. This is the deepest part of your being. This is the part that we try and compartmentalize. We try and push it down. We try and get rid of it. But it's that little tiny thing that affects everything that you do.
0: Yeah, my astrologer calls it the scar. And I, <laughs> when he said it like that, I felt very much like it was a wound that will never go away, but that you're perfectly aware of and you can kind of work with. So it's like it's always there. Just yeah. It's never leaving. And that really haunted me when I figured out what my scar was.
1: So it gets, it gets better though. It does. Cause there are things that you can do. Chiron isn't just about pain though. And I want to reiterate that. So it also represents the great potential that you have to heal yourself through your own painful experience. Right. So you can turn this into like a spiritual growth experience. You can turn this experience into a spirit. I, sp- I said experience way too much, whatever. I don't care. Anyway. So a lot of people, if if you're familiar with astrology and you kind of know the planets, you know how that all goes. So the thing though, that I wanted to bring up about planets and Chiron and everything is that if you know anything about the planets, which I honestly didn't until researching this, is that Saturn is Actually, sometimes the point it points to areas of struggle or difficulties, um, elements of denial, and external factors. The key word here is external factors, though. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Chiron is more internal factors. Saturn, you can deal with, heal, get rid of. Chiron never goes away. Okay. Chiron is quick, it penetrates to your heart, it's far reaching. It's that super sensitive point that can just wash over you without warning. Like that one thing that somebody says to you and you're immediately just like all of a sudden your self-esteem drops, your stomach just like churns and you just want to go fall into a hole. Yeah. Okay. So this idea that people and circumstances in which we encounter over time, you know, facilitate a certain level of self-awareness, not powerlessness, but the power that comes from embracing the relinquishment of the fear. Okay. So once you understand your Chiron, it's, the way that you work through it is to recognize it, find where it is, and then accept it. Hmm. And then figure out a way that you can use that to manipulate certain things throughout your life. I'm saying manipulate in a very positive way as someone would manipulate, you know, clay for a sculpture.
0: Yeah. All right. I mean, look, the Chiron is, it's the wounded healer. healer. It's extremely underrated. And I think it's it's just something we don't think about because it's an asteroid planet whatever comet they're not really sure what it is but it's probably the thing that you can't ignore and even though it's really painful it's going to pop up over and over again in your life and that's why it's so important to just deal with it as painful as it's going to be and this is just good life lessons to me in general for all everything we study with astrology this is the one that might open up your eyes to the things that are painful for you but you're not even aware of it until it's pointed out to you so like i know when the astrologer pointed out mine it was a very defining moment for me so that's something to look at for sure well so,
1: i yeah. remember researching this uh what like almost a year ago when you and i were going through these things and i that was when everything clicked for me like i love astrology and whatnot but that was the defining moment where i was like holy shit what are we messing with yeah right absolutely. um something to make note of right now now granted this will not be relevant in december but it's worth making note of that we're actually currently in a Chiron retrograde, which is really messed up because, you know, we're also dealing with Mercury retrograde, yada, yada. So Chiron only, it it takes 50 years to circle. 50 years. That's insane. It only lands in Virgo and Libra for one year, but we're in the year of Aries right now with Chiron, which is a seven-year orbit. That's nuts. That's absolutely freaking nuts. So we're going through a Chiron in Aries retrograde. If that sounds like a lot, it's because it is a lot. Let's talk about that. Let's
0: talk about Aries, the Chiron in Aries one then. Yeah. Let's dive so, into that one.
1: Well, and, you know, I reached out to one of our friends who's in Aries, who's mm-hmm. been going through a really challenging time. And she was like, oh, my God, it all makes sense. Thank <laughs> you so much. And I was like, see? It's also a perpetual Sorry, in Aries, but <laughs> Like, astrology is real. But anyway, so, like, just to point out, just like when all other planets go retrograde, Chiron's effect moves from external to internal, the backwards turn. It's not actually going backwards. It just looks that way, okay? So this means instead of dealing with your wound through outward, everyday concrete movements, you'll be reflecting on them and doing potentially challenging but rewarding inner work. So Chiron retrograde can be a valuable moment for paying attention to your dreams, journaling, which is our favorite thing, and addressing past trauma alongside a therapist. But because it's an Aries... I mean, sorry, Aries, but, like, you're really impatient. Okay? You could feel a sense of urgency and even adrenaline-pumping rush to connect with your Chiron wounds and insecurities in a really fast and furious way. Like, you just, like, I just want to deal with it and move on. hmm Okay? Because Aries, Aries doesn't want to just, like, sit and hang out in the shit. They don't, right? No. They don't like pain. They don't like complicated feelings. They're just, like, get it and move on. However, unfortunately... Chiron's not here for that, right? That's not Chiron's purpose. Sorry, the best way to deal with that Aries impatience is to lean into the brave, gung ho, fearless side of the sign. But you have to do your best to slow down. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's a double edged sword right now.
0: Yeah. So the Chiron Aries wound, let's talk about that. We're going to get into the signs now. So the Chiron wound can come in a lot of different types of trauma, but the outcome is kind of always similar in any specific sign. So in Aries, the wound is all about a core feeling of worthlessness because it's a lot about the self. So it's supposedly one of the most difficult yet important Chiron placements, although like I tend to find that all Chiron placements are obviously very painful. But the reason that Aries can be so difficult is because it's directly related to who you are as a person. Not all the Chirons are like that. There's other ones that deal with family, career, etc. So if you think of the typical Aries, you'll notice that they're generally sure of themselves, confident, bold, and daring, which sometimes can even cause problems for them if these qualities become too extreme. But Chiron and Aries is the exact opposite of the normal Aries. And that's kind of how it works with Chiron in general. So you're looking at someone that doesn't feel like they're good enough. Essentially, and is the kind of like almost the opposite of an Aries, who you think of as calm, cl- not calm. It's the <laughs> oh God, I. It's, no, no, no. it's the I am. Yeah, I am collected, very sure of themselves, very confident. It's the opposite. That's your scar. How do we feel about that one?
1: Well, I mean, it just makes me sad, right? That they lack this core self. They think that something's perpetually wrong with them. You know, it's like they. This is the epitome of a fake it till you make it for me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, so it's like you're going to see they're unfocused, uncentered. They're going to feel like they don't belong. Like they may see everyone else's life moving along. This is this is what I have observed is that they'll see everyone else is like going by, doing their thing, succeeding in life, moving along, and they're going to feel like, but where am I going? Yeah, it's a lot of – I feel like this could absolutely
0: affect you in career and it could really affect you in everything because if you don't feel confidence – they're not going to feel confidence in really any area of your life. So this one is extremely significant. Maybe one of the more significant Chirons because it will affect everything versus the other ones where it's very specific. This one feels like it's overlying. And that to me is scary. Well, what I was saying is that this is like the one of the most significant ones. This is one of the most challenging ones to have. So if you have this, it's something to be aware of and to work on.
1: Well, not only that, but I think it manifests for you as shame. Yeah, Definitely. Do you have advice for someone who has Chiron in Aries? I think, and you're not going to like this, you got to do a lot of personal
0: development work. And even if you're like rolling your eyes at things like meditation and things like spirituality, it might just be worth exploring it because you might actually be really good at it. Because remember with Chiron, there's always this sense of like, yeah, it's a scar, but that doesn't mean you can't conquer it. If anything, it's the opposite and you have it in you to do that. So that's something you're just going to have to work on. But I think personal development is probably the way I would go, to be honest. Very classic personal development.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're going to say this to everybody today. I mean, that's exactly what Chiron is. It's about personal development. So Chiron and Taurus. Yeah. This is the wound of loss. Yeah, I know. It's... (laughs) I know Value
0: sensuality material possessions and moving slowly yet consistently through life because we all know Taurus moves slowly but consistently (laughs) very sluggish.
1: Well, it's just, you know, someone who has Chiron and Taurus are going to be afraid of losing things. Yeah, you're going to have insecurity in that. Right. So, I mean, even if it's something that's super permanent in their life, they're still good. Wait. Was my ex is Chiron and Taurus? Yes. Ah, that just makes so much sense. But a lot of sense. your exes were.
0: And this is about safety, money, possessions, abundance, or love, which obviously we know, if when you remember all these, like think about what the sign really stands for or where, what house they're in. And you, we know that Taurus is ruled by Venus, which has to do with love and money and possessions. So it makes sense. So this is like you get insecure almost of not having those things. Or I feel like your money or your possessions kind of define you because you're so worried about losing them.
1: Yeah, that's... That's a hard one. That's a really hard one because you're always constantly searching for safety and security.
0: Yeah. And you're going to go to any lengths to avoid losing your home, your routine, the people close to you, your favorite possessions, your money. Even if everything seems very permanent in your life, you're going to be scared of some unexpected loss, which I can tell you right now I saw in your ex very much so. That felt like a defining thing for him. And so that's
1: a little Well, yeah, because this wound is created by experiencing intense lack of something. Like there's yeah. something in your past life or your present life. I mean, it could result from w- numerous different situations. He had a very interesting upbringing. He had a very, in- <laughs> very interesting love life. Lots of marriages. <laughs> Call it that, right? love. Yeah. Yes. I was not one of them, <laughs> uh, just to make that clear. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, just the deprivation, I think, that you put on yourself. So not only is it a fear of lack of something, but you self-sabotage so that way you experience that. Essentially, it's a self-fulfilling circle.
0: Yeah. And also, like, you think the material possessions are valuable for you, but they actually, because you're super insecure all the time, but they're actually not fulfilling enough at all for you. So you're looking for something that's never going to fill the wound, basically. And so you kind of have to find security in a more, I don't know the right word, like, I don't know, just oh, oh, in, a, in a way that isn't so materialistic. That's a little bit more, you know.
1: Which is not going to be easy for them.
0: No, you got to channel your inner Pisces, basically. <laughs> like, think about dreams subconscious. I don't know, like, or, you know, channel your inner cancer, like, or, you know, or, or Taurus. Like, you're super into love. Channel that. Like, try to find love in things and people and animals and things that you do. But they have this, like, very rigid idea of what possessions are, and that's where I think they're going to struggle, meaning a car, a house, my clothes.
1: But let's remember, too, that Chiron is all about ourselves. So even though you have this wound, right, the wound of loss, how can you find yourself? How can you keep yourself? How can you turn inward and realize that you don't have to abandon yourself, that Mm -hmm. you can show up for you and you can be there for you, and it's okay to put your foot down and set boundaries and be the person that you want to be? Yeah. I mean, this is one that I... Because that's truly how you're going to heal it. You're going to have to turn that around and flip the script.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what advice to give them, honestly. I guess my advice would just be redefine what possessions are for you. Like maybe make a list of what you feel the f- possessions are and then give maybe like a balance sheet of like what non possessions are or things that you own. Maybe it's something within yourself, like confidence, or it could be like more abstract, or it could be something very, I don't know, like. I just think you need to define what possessions are and then you need to go from there. Kind of figure out are the, how important are those things to me and why do they make me feel safe? Maybe like write down my couch. Why do I need this? Why does it make me feel safe? What is the importance of it to me? And just try to take the definition off of your possessions a little bit. And it might make you feel a little bit more secure. And that way you don't like think you have to have a nice car in order to be happy kind of thing.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, to move on to agreeing in words, do you want to do Chiron and Gemini? Because I know Gemini is your favorite.
0: Yeah. This is actually Jack's Chiron. And I know she wants to talk about that a little bit, but I I'll get the, <laughs> this <laughs> one, well, this one's fascinating. So <laughs> I want to tell them really quick. So this is, this is one where, like we were looking it up last year and it made me, it's going to sound bad that we laughed at it because it just didn't make any sense at the time. But now I get it more. It says it comes from a feeling of being unintelligent because it is the wound of words is what she was saying. And so basically like feeling you're stupid or unable to properly communicate, it can manifest obviously in a variety of ways, but always feel, you always feel the same inside. At the core, someone with Chiron and Gemma is going to feel different from others due to communication and intelligence. Maybe it's a, it's an education thing, like a higher education thing, which Jack has spoken about before that she maybe revisited that a little bit later and that was like a big thing for her. So this can be due to like moving to a foreign country without speaking the language, a speech impediment, social anxiety, a lisp, which is something we really... love that you
1: point that out again. (laughs) Because like
0: it just was so random, like it's so specific. A learning disability not having education as a child or the individual being told that you know they're simply not intelligent. Sometimes a person with Chiron and Gemma just can't communicate the idea in their head to others and that makes sense or sounds the same to people
1: so, so to piggyback off of that Ilana what is one word that I always tell you that I don't use and I don't like it when other people use around me
0: I mean you don't like stupid that's right and you don't like hate
1: yes <laughs> those are those are my two no-no words
0: yeah and I think it's they're triggering words for you to be honest and well, that's completely fair I mean they're, they're really not great words I mean, no they're not say,
1: I would absolutely love to erase them from my vocabulary yeah. I mean calling someone an idiot or stupid is unacceptable to me it's Mm. absolutely unacceptable what because and and maybe this has to do something with my chiron my mom is the same way though I don't think her chiron's in Gemini though but it's like when you when you grow up and you feel in when you feel different from everybody then hearing those things just solidifies that you're never going to fit in yeah and some people and like that you're not good enough. Yeah, and then some people I think would
0: take that as like I'm different. I'm it's cool, but someone with this placement, it's going to manifest an in intelligence. So like, they may think in emotions and pictures, but be surrounded by people who think scientifically in their life or communicate like through music instead of words. So it's it's not it's definitely not stupidity. It's unconventional potentially for the society that they're in or the community that they're in. But it's something that they struggle to understand about themselves. And I I would say that. At least in the last year, there was a time where she definitely, I felt like, wanted to date people that she felt like was were more intelligent than her. Even though I didn't see that difference because she felt, you didn't feel like you were... You're talking about the Capricorn. S- well, just in, in general. Oh. I feel like a lot of guys, you would talk about their intelligence, which I never really saw the intelligence in Muslim. But... but that's something I noticed, and it was like a very important thing for you, but it didn't feel like it was because you wanted someone intelligent. It almost felt like you wanted to prove that you could be with an intelligent person. I think it's changed a little now, or now you're like, I am intelligent. I want an intelligent being as well, and that I like. I like that you're kind of moving past that wound a little bit, but I think this is something that clearly wasn't, was not significant in your childhood.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that to me
0: is what Chiron is. It's kind of like the childhood scar to me, well, so I kind of get that.
1: Well, and you know what's crazy, too, is that people who have their Chiron and Gemini are easier led to depression, mental illness, and substance abuse. I remember reading that. That's really frustrating. But, I mean, it does depend on, like, your house and your aspects, right? So, I mean, Chiron Chiron is the prime place for these things to happen. Let's be honest, right? I mean, especially with Gemini, erratic, dual nature, hello. Like, come on. I'm aware. (laughs) So, essentially, they think... They think the wound comes from somebody who was actually told that they were stupid or unintelligent by parents, teachers, friends, or society as a child.
0: Yeah, because it's a scar, so you think it was from when they were younger. Now, the crazy
1: part is, is alternately, the person may have been born with some sort of disability. Now, for those of you who have never seen me in person, there's only like a handful of people who have ever seen me without my contacts or glasses in. I have this wonderful disability known as trabismus, which is not a lazy eye, but it looks like a lazy eye. My youngest brother didn't even know I had it. I honestly didn't really know. That's how hidden I keep things from people because it's such an absolute embarrassment. Now, knowing that and looking back on pictures as a kid and going to school without glasses and my second grade picture, I'm like legit cross-eyed. I'm like, that poor child. That poor child. I remember people, I'd be having a conversation with somebody and they'd be like, who are you talking to? Are you even you're not looking at me. Who are you talking to? Like kids are so mean. Kids are so mean. Those kids are so mean. I ha- I couldn't
0: pronounce my r's. So I'd say wada and <laughs> so and I was I was messed up. So I understand.
1: Yeah. Well, it's so they say that like the way to heal someone who's chironist and Gemini is that you have to realize that you have a different kind of intelligence that's uniquely special. Absolutely.
0: I completely agree. Like if you're diagnosed with ADHD, like that doesn't it just means that you're creative in my opinion? <laughs> That's all it means to me. Don't mean to downgrade it because, I mean, I have it. Well,
1: Well, get a load of this. You're going to love this, especially because you're like, oh, my God, you make so much sense, right? So they want people with Chiron and Gemini to learn how to speak using your intuition. So you might have mediumistic gifts or be psychically sensitive. Interesting. Or might have other methods of communicating with alternate forms of life, like animals, plants, spirits, or extraterrestrials. Oh, God. Gross.
0: (laughs) So, so my advice for this Chiron. I guess it's kind of hard cuz it's a scar. But if you ever feel like someone's calling you stupid when they're criticizing you, take a sec-, sec just a second to step back and go, maybe this is just an observation and I don't need to feel stupid right now and take it personally. This is something I can learn from or I don't need to learn from it, but I'm just going to take it in and go, "Thank you for that." and move on. And that's something that I think that they could cuz I I, I I think that they take things those things to heart really personally, and that's something that they probably...
1: Oh, we're highly sensitive.
0: Yeah, so that's something I... That would be my advice. Do you have any advice for them since you understand this so well?
1: Well, I mean, maybe when we get towards the end of this, I'll actually go into it a little bit more because I spent some time looking up you and my's aspects sure. on our Chiron, yeah. which you're not going to like it. It gets it gets spooky. Oh, yeah. um, but speaking up. of you, yeah. let's chiron go into and Chiron cancer. and Cancer, yeah. which... I'm gonna start this and then I'll let you start. <laughs> it's also my in. husband.
0: It's both of ours. He said that's a soulmate pairing. Apparently, because the same Chiron. So like, okay. this Chiron is the wound of family.
1: Dun dun dun. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm so so <laughs> essentially, it's it's a core belief that one is unlovable and has been abandoned.
0: So cool. this cool, person cool, cool.
1: is often wounded by family in some way. So there's some sort of early childhood trauma that leads to core core feelings of loneliness emotional pain or emptiness okay so this person usually has a really hard time thinking that love exists because they think that because they can't find it okay or you just or you just think that you're unworthy and have extremely low self-esteem and a lot of this comes from lack of nurture in childhood
0: Sorry, mom and dad. This isn't directed
1: towards you. <laughs> well, no, it's interesting because, I, I mean, I wanted to reiterate that, too, because we discussed earlier about how it, you felt like an employee in your home. Yeah. Right. About my parents. With all my heart. But I
0: definitely felt like an employee.
1: Right. So I'm curious as if to, it, I mean, I've I've loved watching your relationship with your parents change as you've gotten older, right? It's definitely gotten a little bit more soft and squishy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, Which is how I feel it usually is with most people.
0: But yeah. sometimes but, not.
1: I'm curious as to if this, you know, I guess placement, like I said, I don't know if the stars have caused this problem or like whatever, but you know, it has carried on and Mm -hmm. it has moved forward throughout your relationships. I mean, I've watched firsthand, you know, because it says that talked about the
0: scenarios can you kind of go into like the first scenario yeah and the second so, scenario. I mean this one goes a little deep
1: so Ilana likes to blame this on her Sagittarius <laughs> right like she'll talk about her Sagittarius moon and this is yada yada but honestly someone who has in cancer is more likely to withdraw from love yep. and you will only pursue relationships with unattainable people yep. um, usually people who are not interested which only reinforces the idea that you are unloved. right because you're
0: conditioning yourself
1: like think about the dentist yeah yeah ilana had a fling with a dentist oh my god it was so hot (laughs) sorry honey so but also think about all the discussions that we have right you may fantasize about people that you can never have a successful relationship with or you may live the single life indefinitely yep also ilana blames it on her sagittarius she thinks that this desire or this um she fantasizes about this single life and in reality, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact of you projecting this wound onto others and thinking, well, if I hurt them first, I can't get hurt. Alternately, right? Second scenario, you could go absolutely overboard, smothering people. Okay. And, oh, interesting. Because that's... And <laughs> looking for emotional attention and validation 24-7. Oh my God. It's so, it's so cool. And I'm so the first one. <laughs> think about it now. So, Okay. Someone who has Chiron in cancer has a constant nagging feeling of emptiness and they will search for ways to fill this hole. They often over idealize partners by putting them on a pedestal in order to distract from their own turmoil. But they have extremely painful breakups with these when these relationships inevitably fail. And when a relationship does end, they will feel as though they have lost everything.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I felt like that before, but I still resonate more with the first one. The second one, no, I was just thinking of your husband. Oh yeah. His, yeah. He. This is so him. And it's hilarious that it's the same one, but it's not be more different. Isn't that fascinating? Super fascinating. It is. I know I said fascinating. <laughs> sorry. So basically you don't know how you're going to exist, I guess, without this relationship to compensate your wound with this scenario. And I feel like the first one is a little different in that you almost push people away. So it's like a fight or flight type of thing. Is that what you're saying? Kind of.
1: I guess so. It's one way or the other, but They say that you should look at your childhood to see if there's any type of. Now, this is interesting. These 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 two specific words I clung on to emotional malnourishment. Fascinating. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, it's really emotional malnourishment. Also, abandonment and even abuse. I'm not really worried about the abuse part when it comes to talking about you two. But yeah, I I just I was drawn to that. Right. So even if, like, you've lost one of your parents super early on for any reason, it's this idealization of your partner and then thinking that they'll abandon you. And then the fact that you're automatically inclined to be disappointed. I mean,. Can you imagine? Of course you can imagine. This is you living your life just in constant fear and disappointment that people that you love are gonna leave you. When I, that's all that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> well, um, I mean, think about how many arguments that we could have not had if I'd have just known this about you. Yeah. Now, someone who has chiron and cancer, like your instinct is gonna be avoid or band aid your pain. Okay. Yeah. Watch you guys to do this over and over Swing and over back again. And forth. It's yeah. a temporary fix, okay? But instead you actually have to go through the pain. Yeah, I know. That's exactly I mean, I did a
0: lot of therapy and I tell him all the time. I'm like, you should do it too.
1: And you do. It requires therapeutic like yeah. work to heal. So I if, told so if traditional therapy isn't an option, then I don't know, books, YouTube, anything That's him. Yeah. like you'll want to search for material that aids in healing family issues, mother issues, codependency, working with attachment styles and developing boundaries. This is yeah. so interesting. I just had a conversation with the guy that I'm dating about attachment <laughs> styles on our first date.
0: Well, and I was going to say that <laughs> they say that the people that can heal from this wound become the most loving and caring people on the earth. So that made me feel really hopeful <laughs> because it's if once if you can get past it, you're going to defy the odds, kind of
1: thing. So, I think that's lovely. I think that's a great way to look at things. Yeah, this
0: one was my astrologer told me this was a very significant one, and that when someone has this. If they do not, and so ironic because I had a friend earlier, like early on tell me that if I don't deal with certain pains, I could never like find love. And I dealt with the pain about a year before, two year year and a half before I met Colin, which I found really creepy. I dealt with it really head on, like really head on, not going to go into detail, but that was defining life-changing for me. And avoiding that, and I see that in some people I'm close to, that will just make you I feel unlovable in the sense that you don't know how to love because you don't know how to get through that. And that's a problem. So yeah,
1: yeah that would be my,
0: my advice would be seek there. I mean, do therapy. Like it's not you're seriously. not, you're not above it. It's not acting like you're above it and don't say, well, it doesn't work for me. It, bullshit. It's, it bullshit. it's like dating. You have to, you have to meet different therapists and it's not even about therapy. It's about just dealing with it. So whatever therapy is for you, fun. Don't tell me therapy is watching TV. It's not, well, not only talking that, about it,
1: but Okay. The way that I feel about therapy is, is you're going to get out of it whatever you decide to put in. So if you go in you're like, oh, the shitty therapist, like I just sat there and just talked. It's like Like I don't yeah. care. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You walk in, you know the problems that you'd like to try and work out, you explain them and then you say, hey, let's find a plan to formulate so that way I don't have these terrible attachment issues. Yep. hundred percent. Simple as that. All yeah. right. You want to roll through Chiron and Leo?
0: Yeah, this one's weird. So- Chiron and Leo is the wound of talent. So someone with Chiron and Leo will feel like they're not recognized or noticed for their specialness, which we understand about Leo, because they're very special. You might feel like you fade into the background when you're like you're in a group or something like that. In some cases, this person is gonna feel disliked, but they can also just feel ignored or unnoticed in general. They'll feel like they are not talented enough, not noticed for their talent, or generally just unremarkable. So what's funny is that people with Chiron and Leo are often pretty talented. So that's the irony there. They can actually have <laughs> issues related to how they feel about their talent, as well as ego issues surrounding other people's adoration of them. So it's a lot of famous syndrome, essentially, is what I'm going to call it. So it's usually because although people with Chiron and Leo, they try to show their talents to others. They aren't actually convinced deep down that they have any talent at all. It's an overcompensation thing. So at the core this Chiron creates a fear of joining in without a talent or reason. In reality, the person can join in groups or life just for the sake of existing, but they are special just for being themselves, but they feel worthless and you, they do not realize this. And I think that people that don't understand specialness aren't going to quite understand this Chiron, but there's definitely a feeling. I understand this because <laughs> I feel like this too that you just want to feel special and different and unique, whatever that means, because that's kind of that term to me is a little bit mundane. So,
1: so I know, there's two
0: ways I know it presents itself, right?
1: Right. So yeah. it's like, you're going to, you're going to try really hard to be recognized, respected and loved. Right. So you're going to try and get appreciation or, tem- or attention, often try and be famous at some point. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to do this to try and prove to yourselves or anyone else. It's like, "Oh, look, I'm not unworthy. Look at how great I am," right? But it doesn't change the fact that you still have this wound deep down.
0: Yeah. And then the second case is going to be that you're going to feel so unworthy of being the center of attention that you're going to avoid the spotlight by any means. You're going to support others in the role, like children or something like that. Maybe you have like a you know, a child that's famous or something like that, and trying to help others gain notoriety and become successful in the spotlight. Maybe you're a manager, but more extreme, you have want to have a famous child. But in both cases... I'm getting Kris Jenner vibes right now. Yeah, or like, uh, (laughs) I can think of a lot of people. um, In both cases, though, this person's going to be unusually sensitive to criticism. As we know of Leos. (laughs) This insecurity is going to cause them to read into a situation, and they're going to feel like they've been criticized when it isn't true. And they have a strong fear of rejection. And that stems from their feeling of worthlessness that we talked about. So both of these people are going to feel like they need to prove their worth through their talents or the talents of others. In either case, they're going to work towards proving themselves to the world. They don't understand that they have nothing to prove, but they feel like they have something to prove, which can be a really heavy burden, I think. So you have to look at houses and as- aspects. I think with this one to see exactly how the person's going to feel the need to prove themselves. Absolutely. That's really interesting. So like if it's in the 10th house, you're gonna try to prove yourself through career, public image, second house, you're going to like, do it through feeling worthy, through money and possessions, because it's Taurus, blah, blah, blah. So Because it's Taurus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I got confused there for a second. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Did
1: we just like go back? No, not.
0: The, look, the wound comes from obviously more or less childhood, but I think usually you were stunted in some way from expressing yourself creatively. So that's my two cents. I don't know how that was or what that was like, but maybe your household was not one where it encouraged creativity. It was more about science. I don't know. I, I don't know how that works, but that's my assumption.
1: I mean this this chiron is all about self love, yeah. Right, self love, self acceptance. You're gonna have to look back and just l- nothing's harder than looking back and loving who you were when you were a kid. Yeah. Right. Because all you want to do is fix them. All you want to do though. you want to fix them. You want to prepare them for how hard the rest of the world is. You want to shelter them, but it's like you need to you need to be able to go back and look at who you were and be like. I'm okay with the mistakes that I made. I was just a kid and I love myself because I would never be the person I am today if I hadn't gone through everything I did and made all the choices that I did.
0: Yeah. And I think that that would be a really good exercise just to kind of maybe look through old pictures and maybe like talk to yourself. That sounds a little silly, but one thing I found really interesting is that there's a lot of famous people with Chiron and Leo and that, that really like intrigued me. So I don't know, like Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus. I mean, the list is insane. Paul McCartney, I think it's like 20, 30 people that they listed. The president, Victoria Justice, Aretha Franklin. I mean, I don't know. There's so many. Apparently Russia, which is interesting. Cardi B, <laughs> I don't know. Mick Jagger, like Muhammad Ali, just an endless amount of people with that. Do you not find that totally creepy? That that's that adds up, right? Well, is real
1: Leo yeah
0: astrology is real
1: so instead of talking about famous people let's move on to chiron and virgo oh god okay so as a virgo can we possibly guess what this might be the wound of ding 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 if you guess perfection you were right okay. <laughs> give time to guess. <laughs> with chiron and virgo <laughs> you feel that there is something fundamentally wrong with you do you
0: feel like that as a virgo in general yes me too
1: i also feel unlovable but like oh, that's god. like whatever freaking
0: virgo <laughs> you know
1: i'm never gonna be good enough damn it Friggin
0: Virgo. Keep going.
1: So this wound specifically relates to your self-worth. Right. So you might feel unclean, impure, fragmented, incomplete, or just like bad in like some kind of way. Right. So you probably just like get the sense that some fundamental piece of you was like made incorrectly.
0: It's so specific. It's almost like (laughs) you believe in Adam and Eve. Just like God accidentally left a piece out when he made you, <laughs> but the ribs missing or whatever, the foot's missing. It's like, it's just how I view it. I view it that, as almost like I was a literally just
1: thinking like, Hey, I fucked up your uterus. That's like, exactly like how that. I
0: feel. That's so horrible.
1: Yeah, Jeez. it is. Right. So it's like, sometimes you're going to try and hide this wound from the world, but you're always going to feel like there's something wrong with you. And you're always going to be worried that other people see it.
0: It's so abstract though. Like it doesn't, you could, this could be up for interpretation.
1: Yes, that's true. Right. I mean, you'll constantly search for wholeness and satisfaction, but to get there, you're usually going to try and fix yourself, but you're going to have a really hard time. There's a lot of healing with that long road. healing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, I love the Virgo because the Virgo, if they can't fix themselves, they project and they try and fix other people. (laughs) Right. So, which I think is really funny, but you've got to change things. you feel are wrong or bad about you like you have to be able to look at that you know if this is if this is the wound about perfection and this is something where you feel like something is fundamentally wrong with you and this is you know about your self-worth you're gonna have to learn how to accept yourself flaws and all like if you're here's the thing if you're somebody let's say that you're like
0: very meticulous about your hair your clothes your looks you're probably like a fashionista and you refuse to go out like in sweatpants and without your makeup done that's gonna be challenging for you to get past and I don't have any like I don't have any judgment about that. I think that that's actually a great life skill. But if it becomes a thing where it's a coping mechanism rather than something you're doing because you feel like it's a good idea, that's where it's an issue. Why are you looking at me like you just saw a ghost?
1: Because I swear to God, sometimes I think our Chirons and Virgo. Because So you know how we've been talking about scenarios. Yeah. So Chiron and Virgo can manifest as obsessive compulsive or alternatively extreme messiness and disorganization.
0: Yeah. Let's say that about Virgo, though, is that Virgo... They, they switch both directions. So, so,
1: yeah, well, and of course, they're highly critical, right? Yeah. So, of course, you're going to be critical of others, probably more so than any other Chiron sign, but it's because you create a huge amount of self-criticism. So welcome to projection.
0: You're probably someone that sends a text and then you obsess about why did I send the text? What did the text mean? Somebody reacting that way. And you go home and you just overanalyze and obsess over it. And that's something that I will tell you, you can fix it. You can definitely do overthinking therapy. I did it and it helps a lot. I'm not cured, but it helped. That's something to do. Um, You could also just write down all your worries for a minute. That's a great suggestion I got. And that will sort of help you purge your worriness or therapy.
1: (laughs) So they say that people who have Chiron and Virgo actually, regardless of whether or not their parents were, you know, nurturing or not, they saw their parents as being critical, even if this wasn't a reality right? That's interesting. Yeah. So they're hypersensitive to slights. So they could have just been like absolutely crushed by the most subtle judgment projected from their parents. Like, oh, you forgot a spot while you were vacuuming, you know, something as simple as that. Right. But it's like, regardless of what the reality is, you, you have to work with the emotions that you felt like you can't diminish them. You know, I mean, Chiron is all about the things that you can never 100% heal, heal, right? The Chiron sign that you're born with will always be with you. And this is great because this is part of who you are, right? And you can't, I mean, you can never get over it. You just have to find a way to embrace it and recognize vulnerabilities within yourself. And that's
0: kind of, you know, that's kind of the foundation of personal development as well. And self-love.
1: Yeah, it's just, I mean, the only illusion that you have is the fact that you think something, a part of you is wrong. Yeah. You know, we all have parts of our personalities and our soul that contradict other parts. But literally, like, that's what holistic is. Like you have to recognize like everything is whole. You can't just, you can't just decide not to love one part of yourself. Okay. Yeah. So learn to love the good and the bad, regardless of, you know, that's, that's my advice. You are going to need to do some serious introspective work. You're honestly, what I would recommend, make a list of things that you do and you don't like. Yeah. I would say, I don't know. The
0: thing of Virgo is (laughs) hard. It's really, really hard. Make a list of the
1: things that you do and you don't like about yourself. All right. No, go deep. Go really, go really deep. Okay. I want you to be blatantly honest. This isn't something that anybody else is going to see. So if you, you know, if you lie about your finances, if you wish that you had graduated college, if you are embarrassed that you got a GED, if you, you know, um, are ashamed of where you live or where you come from, write those things down. And then find a way to work through them and accept them. And if you don't want to do that, then know that you can work through to change them. Like your present doesn't have to be your future. That's good. Inspirational talk right there.
0: So though Chiron and Libra is the wound of relationship. Dun, dun, dun. So this means that you feel like there's something missing from your life. Usually this something is your soulmate. If you believe in soulmates, which I do not. So no, I believe in soulmates. It no. might have been a better way to put it. I don't believe in a soulmate. I believe in soulmates. Yes. Thank you. So Chiron and Libra, you're going to feel like there's a hole inside of you. Because remember, Libra is a bit... You know like when they say someone complete you, that's kind of a Libra thing.
1: Gross. I, I just threw it of my mouth. Yeah,
0: in college, I, my, in my ethics class, I remember I read the... Um, oh God, now I'm forgetting what it's called. Whatever. Anyways, it's about love with like Aristotle and all the other peeps. And they were basically talking about like their different definitions of love. And Libra is basically... The two heart, two hearts to make one. Or all two I can think of is one. Jerry
1: Maguire where she's like, you complete me in sign language. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah.
0: So you're going to spend a lot of your time trying to f- fill your hole in from the inside outside world. Sorry. You might also feel as though the world is just a bit off balance at all times because you are the scales. So with Karen and Libra, you're going to be hurt by loneliness, but you're also hurt by relationships. Whether you're in a relationship or you're alone, the wound is always going to be there. So you're going to have a lot of anxiety and guilt surrounding the Chiron and Libra wound because you're typically going to feel inadequate socially as a child, or maybe regardless, you know, maybe it's not apparent to others, but that's just how you felt. So you're going to show yourself in a variety, this, this wound shows itself in a variety of ways. Okay. So with everything we talk about, so one way is going to be conflict and interpersonal relationships. So that's going to be something you're going to find very, very difficult because you're going to trigger the wound, basically. So like conflicts and romantic partnerships, etc. cetera. Now, this is really important. Most relationships for the Chiron and Libra person are going to be karmic. So it's really important for these people to focus on relationships in order to heal the wound. But the spotlight must have the intention of learning and working on ways to approach relationships that are more authentic, because you're probably going to surround yourself with anyone that you feel like can just make you feel not lonely. And that's that's going to be challenging. So you might wear a mask in a relationship and like not be yourself, which I find is also very true of Libra because you don't want to deal with imbalance or drama of any kind. And you also just don't want to necessarily deal with reality because you don't want to lose the person because the terror of being alone is going to make it really hard for you to get out of a relationship or even to get into a relationship. And that's going to be really unhealthy. So these people are probably going to give more than they receive in a relationship. They would probably benefit from couples therapy, but they'd also benefit from just speaking up and saying what they need and be writing down a piece of paper and stop being such a people pleaser. This person's either going to avoid relationships or they're going to go in relationships and be very idealistic. And they're going to have like kind of like classic Romeo and Juliet syndrome, something like that. Don't re- sacrifice yourself for your partner ever, but you also don't have to be selfish. You got to find balance there. So I think this one is unlike other ones. This one is about relationships. So Chiron and Libra is gonna be like met with it has to do with two people or more or more, whatever. It's not gonna just do with yourself. So it's always how you interact with other people. And this is probably that you got from childhood, which we know because that's how it is. Maybe you had relationship trauma in your past life because it's karmic. Specifically, this one is a karma based Chiron. So it's very possible it necessarily to happen when you were in childhood, but it happened before you were born, which is if you're really into that. So how do you heal it? You have to recognize that you're True soulmate is actually yourself. How do you feel about
1: that? I mean, I think I think that's really important to everybody. Yeah. I think that you can't find love if you don't love yourself because you'll constantly I mean, I come from this place where we've I mean, we've all gotten in relationships where we put our happiness on someone else's shoulders. Like, you're you're the reason I'm not happy. You're yeah. making me mad. Yeah. You made me sad. Okay. It's not the other person's responsibility, like what your emotions are. Yes. There are things that can, that can be said and done that can trigger something inside of you that makes you feel that way. Sure. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for what you feel. Yes. You you're, just have just to re- reaction.
0: It's how you present it to your partner. Cause your partner absolutely should be aware of those things and can absolutely bend to that. That's something I'm actually learning right now in relationship course, Yeah. Yeah. And it is their responsibility to be a partner. However, you cannot project or reflect your own needs back to, like you need to other people without actually expressing what you need, because it's just like, you need to reflect your needs back to yourself. So if you are a whole person or whatever, then you're going to find a person that's going to compliment you versus fill in your hole. (laughs) That's not what they like to say, which is a terrible way to say it, but You need to be really authentic in a relationship, not hide any part of yourself. It drives me ballistic when people don't talk to their partners about things. And I don't mean to be judgmental, but like you don't solve anything by not talking about things ever. Obviously, there's certain things you don't have to talk about, but if you're not able to have an honest conversation with your partner, that's something to look at. And I can tell you from my past relationships, that was really detrimental to me and that gave me a lot of anxiety. But now that I'm in a relationship where I can actually talk to them openly, it's very liberating. So it's something that you need to look at as a with this with this Chiron. It's gonna be very important for you, and once again, you have to remember that your feelings are your own, yes, but you're also allowed to say what you need and if you don't say what you need, you're not gonna you're not gonna the other person's not gonna know what you need, and then you're gonna live in like this very weird relationship where you're not actually talking about anything, but you're expecting a lot and that's gonna be hard
1: of course, of course, I mean speaking of control though okay. <laughs> Uh, Chiron and Scorpio is the wound of control. Oy. That's all I have to say about that. Right? Big Jewish oy. So, of course, <laughs> what do you know? There's a theme here. So, the Chironic r- wound specifically raised to control. So, the wound is deep. You carry this around with you, but you don't really know what it is. It creates a control problem that blocks you from developing natural trust and love in relationships. So, you have a really hard time understanding a world where people don't control each other. So, you only trust in control.
0: You don't trust positive intentions or authentic love at all. Exactly. Got it.
1: Right. So it usually manifests as an inner negative talk that you project onto yourself or your body or onto other people. So these are things that people try to do and run from. And they're just like, it's, this wound is driven by fear. Okay. And a lot of times, from what we know about Scorpio, it's probably going to like make a lot of sense. They'll compartmentalize it. They'll push it down as far as they can until, sorry, it resurfaces. There's nothing that you can do, right? Fear will overtake any sense of self and become an integral part of the personality of someone with Chiron and Scorpio.
0: Yeah. So okay. this person's going to basically, I assume, not have boundaries or is it the opposite? They're going to have a lot of boundaries. Is I just- it both?
1: I just think that they won't understand what boundaries are or like at least what healthy boundaries are. So I, I know that
0: the extremes, though, would be total lack of boundaries and the other one would be like having a ton of boundaries, right? Is that is that how yeah, it works?
1: I mean, classically, they'll be the controlling partner, but they could also be the partner who gets controlled.
0: Right. So it's either submission or control.
1: Right. But then also the individual can become paranoid. <laughs> power hungry scorpio Scorpio. (laughs) and then what do we know about scorpio obsessed with death and darkness use sex as a means of power basically oh absolutely i mean it's outside the bedroom too right yeah well it's you have to look at sex as like less physical and more spiritual yeah okay so i mean it's just uh, it takes such a long time to get a scorpio to trust you that it's no surprise that someone who has Chiron and scorpio it's going to be really hard for them to trust you
0: what i found interesting is that it definitely depends on the house that it's in so like if it's in the second house you're gonna have like maybe you have control with finances and possessions or something like that if it's in like your seventh house you're gonna exert power over anyone you're in a relationship with or you're under into a relationship so we give up your personal power if it's like over the virgo house the sixth house you're gonna it's gonna have to do with like health uh, wellness that sort of thing that i found interesting and i understand it better now knowing that I think the houses are really significant. The here. houses
1: are, and aspects are too, which is why it's really fun. So, uh, like we said earlier, you should check out the rest of your chart on Spark and then like do a dive because it's it's really interesting. Now, this <laughs> this wound is really really messed up, like really messed up. Yeah. Okay. I, well, Scorpios, I figured. So as we it's said, it's always really messed up with Scorpios. Depending depending on the house and placement, it could be physical, sexual, or emotional. Oh. We're talking. Past life murders. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. And then there's a couple trigger words in here that I'm not going to use. Torture. Exploitation. Abandonment. Destruction. Death. This is as bad as the Black Moon
0: Lilith for Scorpio because that one was
1: really bad. Yeah. And guess what? This is why it manifests in control because whatever they had going on in their past life, they were out of control. So how does this person heal? Oof. I'm sorry. It's like you have to realize that the trauma is no longer happening to you. Yeah. Okay. Now, something that Alana and I talk about a lot is that the things are happening for you, not to you.
0: Yeah. And I think that you develop fear responses, to deal with the trauma, but the responses are not serving you, which I can completely relate to because I have some of that right now. And it's hard to decipher when you're in the moment, but if you are cognizant of it, you will work through it. Even if you're like I'm having all these trauma responses, if you're aware of that, you'll get past it. It's if you're not aware of it that you're gonna have problems. I think.
1: Well, and therapy's I mean, probably a good idea. I mean, yeah, of course, absolutely. But the thing is, is like, you have to realize that it's not necessarily a give or take of power. Okay, so it's not transactional. Power is just like illusions when it comes to this specific sign. Yeah, and it's within you, and like no matter what happens. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, learn to construct healthy boundaries what is my favorite saying that I've been saying since the day that we met? Fake it till you make it. Okay. So you need to be self-empowered. Yes. Which is a cool way to spin it because you're being powerful. You're just empowering yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you need to get out there and get triggered. Like seriously, actively work on boundaries and heal your control issues because you're freaking, you're a mess, baby girl. Yeah. Or baby boy or you baby thing or might whatever be The word are. I would
0: use you need to activate yourself.
1: Oof. Yeah. Speaking of believing in yourself.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's a in Kyron and Sagittarius, oh Lord, this is fun. This is the wound of belief because we know that Sagittarius is often related to spirituality, religion, that sort of thing. So to me, this one makes a lot of sense. This is a trauma to your belief and sense of meaning. So you have been wounded in a past life or in childhood in a way that makes it really difficult for you to truly believe in anything. So even though you're probably very good at logically thinking about beliefs, you might feel like you're on a never-ending search to actually discover your own. Nothing is ever gonna feel permanent and you just don't know what the purpose of life really is, no matter how hard you try.
1: Well, yeah, you're just disconnected. Like you feel disconnected from everything. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's all about
0: disconnection. Yeah. That's the, that's the word. And you cannot figure out what it all means, which reminds me of like my husband, because he's just like, where well, is there's ball of like matter floating through space. And I'm like, oh, God, this is too much for me. I can't handle this right <laughs> now. <laughs> it's too much. But you're going to feel like life is totally meaningless and pointless. Or instead, you might think there is a point to life, but you just can't figure out what it is. And that's really important to you.
1: All right, so first scenario. Someone who has Chiron and Sagittarius may avoid thinking about a higher power. You feel that life is meaningless you're and that agnostic. you just can't find purpose in it, right? Yeah. So you just ignore it. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, you'll shut off a part of your nature in order to stop the big picture thinking from happening. I mean, oh my god, I see so many people do this.
0: Yeah. And then on the other side, you're going to go to any lengths to avoid or like to, you're so you're going to avoid finding any meaning in anything or you're going to do the other way is you're going to go to any link to order to find in order to find meaning. So there's like I just I see it as basically it's just a flip the other side of the coin, right?
1: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you see people come absolutely fanatical about religion or belief systems yeah. even though they don't feel that anyone answers any of their questions.
0: Yeah, you're going to look to others to basically find meaning and they're going to be highly influential so you might be susceptible to I don't want to say this, but, you know, I just think about that when I think of granted this is very extreme but you might be like I need something I need to fit in somewhere so you will go to the great lengths versus maybe finding the middle ground which is fine like you do you but something you might be susceptible to
1: so this is interesting so if you have Chiron and Sagittarius they say that the wound comes from past life trauma so we've talked about what happens when you're a kid and now with you know The northern hemisphere, the northern hemisphere, we're really talking about past life. Yeah. So something that caused you to stop believing in whatever it is that you felt really passionately about.
0: So you think like, God, the universe, something like that was not there for you, basically, and something really bad happened to you.
1: Yeah. Or maybe it's like alternatively something, maybe you were taught during your childhood that there's nothing out there.
0: Or maybe you were left alone. So you didn't have anything to believe in or something like that.
1: Okay. Now I'm like over here in a sad little ball. I'm a sad clown crying in the corner. Like I hate thinking of little kids all alone. It's so sad. Yeah. So how do you heal with this chiron? Oh, well, first of all, you have to recognize that you're searching for meaning.
0: Yeah. And I think through philosophy or religion or something like that when really, and I think really you're just seeking connection with your higher self.
1: So think of like Maslow, right? Like you're just like searching for self-actualization. Yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. And it's not that far away. Like it is within you. You can assimilate your beliefs. Like you can create your own belief system. It's not out of your like, it's not out of the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I'm going to come back to this. You want to like
1: connect with your inner
0: child, do some self-worth, self-love, self-care exercises. Remember that, belief is a kind of a social construct you have to like figure out what you your belief could be anything it doesn't have to be so defined and rigid
1: no but you should believe in yourself yeah
0: a lot of celebrities have this too and a lot of very intense celebrities like people that were famous writers people that have left the earth too soon like robin williams i mean hemingway was (laughs) was a chiron and sagittarius Bill Murray, Benjamin Franklin. It's a lot of, a lot of men actually, but just interesting. It's a very interesting cast of people that have this one.
1: A white man probably wrote that list. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. But now that we've recognized that, let's move on to Chiron and Capricorn. Yes, we shall. The wound of recognition. Shocking. Right? Okay. So somebody who has their Chiron and Capricorn, bleh, Capricorn, Capricorn. Capricorn, Capricorn. So... Ooh, that'd be like
0: cool for like, instead of like Comic-Con,
1: Capricorn. Oh my God. I'm done. So. (laughs) Astrocon, let's do it. So the wound is all about your need for achievement. Okay. You feel unrecognized and noticed and heard literally no matter how hard you try. Okay. So essentially what you're feeling is though you just fade into the background, which is like really sad because all you want is respect. You just want to be noticed and heard. It reminds me a lot of Leo to be totally honest. Yeah.
0: Except this one is more career. I think, and Leo's feels more about
1: fame. Well, this is, I mean, you, you're you trying to achieve some type of social status or like public well-being. So it's not necessarily about fame. It's just about like keeping up with the Joneses. This is something that we talk about a lot. Yeah. It's Capricorn's desire. It's, it's a greedy desire. And you work really hard. Right? So I'm not saying like you're a social climber. Okay. Whatever. I don't care. Do whatever you want. But it's like you're socially conscious of what you say and how you say it.
0: And this also has to do a lot with the house that you're in as well, because that's where you're going to put emphasis on this.
1: On the things that you say. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm really sorry that you constantly feel like a failure. You are ambitious. You just get wounded all the time. Especially
0: when you're, because when your efforts are not recognized, that really hurts your feelings. I know.
1: But I think that hurts everybody's feelings. Capricorn
0: always feel like failures. I've noticed that. Like, they put a lot of... Their, their standards are beyond something I can even understand. Well, do you know
1: why? They're trying so hard. It's because they're in pain. Yeah. Right? So it's like sometimes those with Chiron and Capricorn, they're, I mean, they're more likely actually to give up, which actually typically happens later in life. So they might resign themselves to life of just like obscurity. And know? I think on the,
0: on the surface, people think they look really hardworking, like they really have it together, and they don't understand that you're working so hard because you're in pain. And that's really hard because you feel really alone with that. And I think that you really care about structure. So you believe that you're going to give your whole life to structure and that's going to help you get what you desire. You notice that Capricorn have a lot of rules. It does. A lot of rules. Which
1: also contributes to their desire for control.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of similar. to yeah. that way. So
1: someone who has Chiron and Capricorn, you might try and control other people, especially in the house of your Chiron. So let's say if you're, you know, Chiron and Capricorn is in the fourth house, you're probably going to try and control your family. Mm. Okay. Okay. So spouse, children, depending on where it is, your schedule, your job. Perhaps, though, you may end up with a spouse who controls you. Oh,
0: right. Because it goes both ways.
1: Or you might sign up for a career in something controlling, Mm. like the military.
0: Oh, wow. Shocking. Right?
1: So, however, they do say that most of these resolve... As you work through your core wound. So
0: I know this wound can be from childhood because maybe like there are adults around you or something your peers that didn't recognize you. You weren't given a voice. You felt like your opinion didn't matter or you feel like you can't catch. You couldn't catch up with everyone else. Maybe like in sports or something like that or obviously it could have been your past life because you needed to be noticed like matter of life and death. yada Yeah. Yada, yada. So like you might have worked for a king. And been put to death or shunned if you weren't well liked. That reminds me of like a lot of Roman times or like Shakespearean times as well. That totally checks out for me. But I think more, most often you find this wound a combination of a lot of different types of traumas. And I think the past life thing is really cool. I'm not as like attuned to that, but it's interesting.
1: My so, mom totally believes in past lives. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I'm all about, I'm all about knowing she, about that she thinks that she was a civil war nurse.
0: Cool. (laughs) Love it. It's like Phoebe in front. So how
1: do you heal Chiron in Capricorn? So you got to listen to your own voice. You got to stop listening to what society is telling you that success and acceptance looks like. I feel like I am preaching to the choir here with you and me on this one. Like our, our Chiron, we've already said, mine's in Gemini, hers is in Cancer. But literally, we really struggle with this. So listen to yourself. Stop listening to other people. Okay? Yeah. And this wonderful website where we're getting a
0: lot of information tea and rosemary. I need to give a shout out to this person. They said, you need to spend time learning to hear the soul of your spirit. because you're very robotic sometimes. So it's important to listen to what your spirit says, meaning basically your inner child and the thought part of you that doesn't think so much. What do you feel like is making you feel good? I'll go from there.
1: Yeah. Cool. So speaking of belonging to society. Oh my God. I'm gonna roll with these, babe. We like
0: did not do it in the beginning. Poor Aries, lost out. Okay, the wound of belonging, Aquarius. So the Chiron Aquarius wound is all about your sense of belonging in a community. Shocking. So if you have this Chiron, you might feel disconnected or self-conscious in a group setting, and you're gonna feel like you don't truly belong in your community in some way, shape, or another. So, Aquarius is a group sign, but it's also about being different or quirky. So what Chiron, this perfectly explains the wound. So you want to be in a group setting because you always feel different as though you won't belong. You might even feel like there's something wrong with you because you don't belong. Ultimately, you're not going to fit into the community in the way that you want to. So it's common for people with this current to seek company, but they're going to feel really lonely at the same time. Sometimes people like this can feel like an outsider from the rest of humanity. You're going to feel unsafe, separated, ungrounded, self-conscious around groups of people, or these groups might be It could be like friends or family. It doesn't have to be strangers. It can be strangers though. So this person is going to be uncomfortable with the things that make them different from others, even if these qualities are actually a gift, which is really sad. Yeah. Because you think of Aquarius as someone that really embraces that stuff. So if you have this Chiron, you're going to feel different in groups. We know that. And it's going to manifest in different ways. First is you're going to go out of your way to get a reaction about your differences. So you're going to be like really eccentric. The other way is you're going to basically do the opposite and you're going to, you know, retreat. So that's, that's challenging.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you have Chiron and Aquarius, again, we can go back, depending on your house, you can get obsessed with like social causes. Shocking. Okay. Of course. I love talking about Aquarius. They're (laughs) so weird. Um, but it's like, essentially what it really comes down to is a desire to belong, not necessarily the idea behind why you're doing it. Right. So it's going to backfire then. So Yeah. Yeah, so getting obsessed with the social cause is actually just your way of connecting to society. You don't give a shit about the cause. Well, yeah. you might, but I mean, honestly.
0: I loved where it said it came from. It was different than anyone else. <laughs> it said that it shows up the chart of people who are star seeds.
1: That's adorable.
0: Yeah. So, I know. Look
1: this up. You yeah. Keep talking. So,
0: throughout your past lives on Earth, your differences are probably highlighted. So, you might not have known how to act. Or how to fit in among the rules in society on Earth. I don't. It's hard to explain. Like, there's so many historical references here, but
1: it, oh, this is really cool. Really? Yeah, this is super neat. Signs your star seed and what to do about it. Wow, that's so cool. Okay. It's like a Buzzfeed article. <laughs> if you've ever heard the term starseed or the name is brand new to you, I'm gonna picture blah blah blah. What's a starseed? A starseed is an old soul with deep spiritual wisdom that's been lying dormant, having arrived from other solar systems or star constellations.
0: Oh God, here they've we go with aliens. They've had oh. many
1: incarnations in other star systems incarnating on Earth at various times. The children of these starseeds, the indigo, crystal, and rainbow. Have incarnated fewer times. Oh my
0: god. There so also, Grimes is basically a starseed. Oh my
1: god, I freaking <laughs> I think she's a starseed. Dude, I love this. This is so cute. <laughs> so how do you heal this
0: Aquarius Chiron Aquarius? So you're gonna first have to realize that most likely it's this is the weirdest thing ever. You've come from another solar system or universe. Starseed. You're gonna bring unique qualities into the world and these gifts are gonna be gifts and not burdens, people. You are here for a reason, as all star seats are. It's
1: so hard to say that was a straight face. <laughs> I,
0: I want a shirt, and it's your your role is to bring everyone on Earth forward and to help other people evol- evolve. So you're Going to take time alone to connect with the universe and the energy that is within you. If you don't believe in that stuff, read a book. I don't really. It doesn't have to be so spiritual. And this is going to involve learning to see that you do fit into the grand plan, and it doesn't have to be so existential. But I love that they're star scenes.
1: Oh my god, it's so freaking it's cute! It's so
0: cute. I just, I just picture like little stars, like what's in like I don't know, like Mario Party, like it's just cute little like stars with faces <laughs> coming out of the scene. Mario. <laughs> That's how I feel. Okay, this one's deep. Do you want to talk about the last one, the Chiron of Pisces, the wound of faith? Da-da-da. Also done.
1: Also known as the wound of betrayal.
0: Oh God in heaven! Of course it is. Of and course so freaking it is. Martyrs,
1: right? Okay. So it's about loss of trust in the universe. Of course. Because it's Pisces, right? God. So of you and Pisces,
0: just they're not real. So
1: it. it's they're... like you know. Oh my God, you don't completely believe in the oneness of all that is. Oh
0: my God, this is too much for me. Okay, so first scenario,
1: you've got like a deep fear of being hurt by the universe or forces at play. So you might feel that the word world is unfair or merciless or that you've been left out to dry. My favorite saying is, "Life's not fair." Also, like nobody cares. Anyway. I feel like those are both very key here. So often, those with Chiron and Pisces, you have like this sense of betrayal. You feel that the universe wasn't there for you when you most needed the help, and you have this like sense of like victimization. Yeah, you
0: feel like you had basically an unfair hand in life. Like you were you were born scarred, and you're you're just that everyone's out to get you basically. Yeah, which is so annoying. I mean, sorry guys.
1: Well, and they believe a lot about fate too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right, nice. so they
1: think that they got dealt like this basically shitty hands, unfair hand. Right.
0: So you're going to emotionally disconnect and the pain you felt is going to feel like rejection from the universe. And then you might shut down. Right. Imagine
1: that a Pisces shut down. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Or,
0: or you're going to feel the suffering in the world very deeply and find it easy to become stuck in your own suffering, which is sad because that leads to obviously could lead to really bad depression. Right. And the pain of others is going to be amplified then. And you're going to become a very extreme empath, which you probably are anyway, because you're freaking Pisces.
1: I love Pisces though.
0: Yeah. And I think even though you don't victimize yourself in the traditional sense, you're going to create this victim mentality by getting stuck in the pain of the world. And you can't understand why the universe is set up this way. So like, you might like read the news and feel this crazy sense of just like hopelessness, which other people might not feel. That's beautiful, but also can be very I don't say traumatizing, but it can be very detrimental to who you are long term because you're going to feel this like crazy overwhelming empathy. God, I feel like this. I have this one sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. Like these feelings overwhelm you. So it's really it's easier for you to just shut them off. Okay. so you could end up being like avoidant of situations that bother you. Uh, You're also known for engaging in escapist behaviors. Yeah. Right. Because You
0: might have like cynicism kind of.
1: So, yeah. So like drinking or like other things. Addiction
0: is associated often with Pisces. Yeah. So.
1: Um, so the crazy thing is, is like your Chiron and Pisces was created at some point in the past when you needed something really bad and you didn't get it. So you feel like essentially the universe has let you down and believe that you weren't important. So, by the way, how many times do I have to say it? Nobody cares. You're not important. <laughs> so, these negative feelings created like a deep wound surrounding your connectedness to the universe and like you just you just feel less important than everybody else.
0: But it's so? Like- <laughs> how do you heal? (laughs) Because you're going to want to run away, obviously. And they're just not good at that. So you're going to need to relive past experience and go through the pain. That is going to be really challenging for you. And I'm going to say this so I'm blue in the face. Therapy is important. So you need to figure out what is true and what is false in your life. And if you have some false beliefs about the universe, that might be something to address. Okay. So do you want to wrap up what we should know about Chiron?
1: Uh, you know what? I would <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> she wrote a lot, guys. I, you write a novel on Chiron now?
1: I, I did. Hi, you Kai. Know? what I'm going to call like, it. Hi, Kai. Look, it's important to know that, like, yeah, Chiron is going to present some really challenging things that are forever recurring. Sorry. Like, it's forever. But remember that learning about your Chiron is going to help provide you the tools that you need to overcome those obstacles, right? Think of it like the mederma for scars, right? Like that's what we're working with. So, for all its negative connotations, Chiron is the biggest silver liner of them all. Yeah, you can survive anything. No, I like that. I mean, that's what I constantly i that's what I tell myself all the time. Which is like, what is the other option? There is no other option. No. You just keep going. Yep, and you should. Yeah, because things get better.
0: Yeah, and there's totally people get better. that love you.
1: Yeah. Wish I could share more, but we have to cut it off at some point. So take it away. All right. Please remember to rate review and subscribe at the Vicious Virgos on Instagram. And then please make sure to follow our sponsor at Just Girl Project. Also, we've got the Just Girl book that drops in December. December, yeah. The self-care book, and mm-hmm. you know i mean we're finishing chiron bitches it's all about the self-care let's get with it get with the program pre-order if it's already out when you're listening to this order it i don't care what the hell you're doing it's adorable <laughs> it's literally the cutest freaking thing that you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life anyway let's wrap this up
0: everybody don't forget to stay vicious, stay vicious. <laughs> bye and we all just want
1: to feel want to be real yeah we all just want